1: As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, <laughs> I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. God will not use a person's gift in an unholy state If if God is going to use the gift he has deposited within you, you have to obey Christ. Your gift is, is used when you obey him and are willing to be, look at this, and are willing to be yourself in the Lord and not imitate anyone else. You can't be like me. When, when my time is up here, when God releases me, when I die, whatever happens, there will never be another draper to occupy this pulpit. Don't you dare expect anybody to be like me because I'm uniquely me. That's what you say, amen? amen. You are uniquely you, I tell the preachers. Look, you can't be anybody but you. The Lord uses you best when you allow him to use you as he has uniquely created and gifted you to be. That's right. He, he nobody can preach like me. Many will preach better than me. God is giving my own style, my own, my own personality, and all of these things that make me who I am today. Somebody else stand up here. You get 15 preachers from this church, and they are all different and unique. We learn the principles of preaching. The the homiletics, the homoeutics, and all of the art of interpretation and all these kinds of things. But then you have to release people to be uniquely, uniquely them to the glory of God. Even the writers of scripture uh, wrote in their own styles, their own personalities, and yet the Bible fits together so uniquely and so completely to the glory of Almighty God. Stop being imitators. That's right. You can't be used by God saying, I'm, a Paul, I'm a, of, of Paul, I'm of a Peter, I'm of Apollos. And you try to imitate those kinds of people. You can learn from all of them, but be yourself in the Lord or you're going to fall short and not allow God to maximize himself through you to the glory of God. Amen. I want to hang on that point a little long because there's so much competition in the church. It's so much jealousy in the church, and we ought not be jealous or competitive in spirit. Thank God for how other people are gifted, and they ought to be thanking God for how you've been uniquely gifted. All for the building of, of the church and the glorifying of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number eight, we fail because we listen to the voice of people and human wisdom rather than the voice of God. We failed because we listened to the voice of people and human wisdom rather than the voice of God. Acts 5, 29 says, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. When the word of God diminishes in your life, you will be more inclined to listen to the voice of people rather than God. A good sign that you're declining spiritually is that you're listening to what the people, what the, politicians are saying, what the media is saying, what your friends are saying, and you're spending so much time with people that you're not hearing what God is saying. And when the word of God diminishes in your life, you have a greater proclivity to listen to the voice of people instead of the voice of God. Number nine, many Christians fail because of a bad spirit or attitude. Wow. Many Christians fail because of a bad spirit or attitude. Uh, Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Beloved, your your attitude determines your altitude. You cannot go any further than your attitude permits. A bad attitude, a bad spirit can can restrict your God-given potential, which doesn't allow you to become all that God is calling you to be. And some people lose great jobs because of a bad attitude. I mean, you're still paying on the loan, the school loan, but you've lost a job because nobody can tell you nothing. Your attitude stinks, and you're always grumbling and mumbling, you know. A husband, a bad attitude around the house, can't say thank you for for anything. Wives grumbling around the house, why? Got to do this, do that. Mad because others not doing this. I mean, just attitude. Whatever you do, you do with a sense of joy and thankfulness as unto the Lord. When you grumble about what you do or resent because somebody's not doing what you think they ought to be doing, that steals your joy. So the spirit of a bad spirit of attitude can cause a decline. Uh, in your spiritual life, and you'll not reach a God-given potential. Number ten, the spirit of laziness leads to failure, and laziness is at an epidemic proportion in our society, and sadly, even in the church. The spirit of laziness leads to failure. Proverbs thirteen four says, "The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing." You know why he has nothing? Because he's lazy. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. This means that you can't love sleep and be successful. Get up. Stop hitting, stop resetting your little gadget. You need to get up. Say, get up. up. Say it again. Get up. up. Be on time. Say it. Say, get up and be on time. Say that. Say it a little bit louder. Thank you. Then give your employer a good day's work. Not being on the phone, in personal business, on the internet, slipping and sliding. You shouldn't have to be mic- micromanaged. When the, when the Lord is managing you, you will do right when you're not being watched. Give your employer a a good day's work, and serve in the Lord's church with excellence and quality. Whatever you give God here ought to be your best, whether it's tithes, whether it's ushering, greeting, ministry, uh, leaders, uh, music ministry, nursery, finance, whatever you're doing, you're doing it with excellence and quality. Your teaching ministry should be for the glory of God with excellence and quality. Ecclesiastes 9.10 also says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with everything you have with all of your might. Number 11, a lack of integrity will lead to failure. You want to fail? Just have no integrity. Proverbs 11, 3 says, the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the, per- but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. A degree can get you to the pinnacle of your career, but it will take integrity to keep you there. Okay? Yo, you can get to the top, but you can't stay on top without integrity. You see, a degree can get you to the pinnacle of your career, but it will take integrity to keep you there. Number 12, Christians fail because of a lack of persistence, which is to give up too quickly or even quit. The scripture says in Romans 12, 11, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. In other words, you need to be diligent. You need to be hot and passionate for God, fervent in spirit, to be hot for God, passionate for God. Beloved, failure comes as a result of not having persevering determination. I love that. If you want to fail, just have a lack of persevering determination in fulfilling our personal goals, as well as whatever task the Lord gives us. I love this verse, Proverbs 12, 27b. It says, diligence is a man's precious possession. Oh, how sweet that verse is. Wow, did you get that? Diligence, say diligence. Diligence is a man, a woman's precious possession. When you are diligent, When you are focused, when you have a persevering determination uh, to succeed against all odds, if you don't have persevering determination, you're going to fail. Some of you, the least resistance that you get in what you're trying to, oh, this is too hard. Oh, this must not be the will of God. This is tough. Oh, I got to take that course before I can get this to, oh, I ain't going, no, I, oh, you, you've already told, listen, you've already told yourself you can't do it. Stop saying you what you can't do and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Stop defeating yourself. You know, and you mad at everybody and it's all in your mind. Your mind is small. You, you, you're defeating, your, you have a defeatist attitude. You don't have persevering determination to keep on keeping on when it's hard, when it's difficult, when I'm broke, when I'm frustrated, when I'm mad. I mean, when things are falling to pieces, I'm more determined. I'm not going to let this defeat me. I am predetermined to press on because with God, all things are possible. Diligence is a man's precious possession. Oh, good God Almighty. Number 13, a lack of self-discipline causes many Christians to fail. You're not self-disciplined? You're going to fail all over the place and be mad at the whole world when it's your problem. First Corinthians 9, 27 says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. If you're not disciplined, you don't even try for the Olympics. Forget it. (laughs) No, forget it. You're not disciplined. You're going to be left behind. That's right. You're not disciplined. You're going to flunk the course. You're not disciplined. You're not going to graduate. You got some folk that are perpetual students. How long you been in school? Forty years. That school don't mind collecting your money for forty years. It just say stay right there as a sophomore and keep giving me your money. You have to have self-discipline. Everything does not come easy. Stop looking for shortcuts. You look for shortcuts, you're gonna fail. Some most often you have to grind it out. Take your time and ground it out. Inch by inch is a cinch. Yard by yard is hard. Little bit of time. You don't eat the whole p- potato pie, I hope, in one swallow. Now you may be eating it, but hopefully you eat it a slice at a time. And it shouldn't be three times a day with diabetes. (laughs) Beloved, you are destined for failure if you cannot deny yourself, control your fleshly desires through the Holy Spirit's power, and look, and delay personal gratification. That's why you fail. Every time somebody says, let's go to the party, let's go to the movie, or let's go to the beach, let's. Let's go out, hang out. Let's go eat. He said, okay, 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 okay. Listen, one of the wisest things you you can say when you're trying to get something done is I would love to, but I can't because I have something pressing that I must get done. Maybe the next time. They don't understand that? Tough. You're not called to please everybody. Tough. Tough. So So, you have to delay personal gratification. Stop doing the stuff you like to get what you need done, done. Number 14, I'm almost done. I'm taking my time because this is so critical. Number 14, poor time management causes Christians to fail. Poor time management causes Christians to fail. The scripture says in Ephesians 5, 15, and 16, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You see, my friends, time is a precious gift from God, and once wasted, it cannot be retrieved. You can't go back into yesterday and get more time. Or draw on it. Therefore, make the most of every moment by asking the Lord to give you the wisdom to manage your time wisely. So many people look back over their lives only to discover that they have made little to no progress because of procrastination and making excuses. Procrastination, excuses, excuses, procrastination. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm going to clean the house tomorrow. I'm going to do the garage tomorrow. I'm going to do the closet tomorrow. I'm going to read the book tomorrow. I'm going to, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Now you 80 and miserable and want to blame everybody for what you didn't do. Beloved, stop making excuses. Rise up and start pursuing your vision today. Keep making progress, move forward, and refuse to bite off more than you can chew lest you become discouraged. Number 15, living a life of sin will lead to failure. You sinful? You committing sexual immorality? You getting naked before folk you're not married to? <laughs> you gonna fail. You got secret sins piling up stock high? Don't expect to succeed. You say, why? Because of Proverbs 22, 8a, which says, he who sows iniquity will reap sorrow. Now some folk in here, you're in a sorry situation. That's right. We may not know what you're doing. Your husband may not know what you're doing. Your wife may not know what you're doing. Your children may not know what you're doing when you're out of town. You call yourself being on business? Yeah, you on business, all right. That's right. Some of y'all think God God has blinders on. God see you when you take off that shirt. If you thought about God looking at you, you heard put that shirt back on and run out that house. You keep on. You just pull this off. (laughs) Pull this down. (laughs) God, do you see me now? How many? If you say, huh? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) and do like Joseph run 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 Run! some of y'all look at me like you're crazy but you guilty you guilty all over radio, television right here some of you guilty in your minds guilty with your eyes guilty with your desires guilty with your secret sins and then you want God to bless you and make you successful who you kidding kidding who are you kidding there is a coming day of reckoning be sure your sins will find you out maybe not today three and a half years and two hours from now it will find you out let me give you a closing four points (laughs) how does God use our failure do you know God can use failure I wish I could talk about some of my failures if I had the time. How how does God use our failure? Number one, he allows us to fail to humble us, which causes us to depend more on Christ. Sometimes you're too uppity. You think you got it together. You think you all of that. And sometimes God brings failure to humble you so you can depend more on God and then you can really succeed. Number two, the Lord uses our failure to teach and grow us up spiritually in our faith. He teaches us through our failure. Look, look, when you go through a failure, ask God, what are you teaching me through this? What do you want me to learn through this? How can I grow through this? If you don't, you're going to do the same thing. Number three, the Lord uses our failure to redirect us in order to bring us into his perfect will. Sometime in life, you're headed down the wrong direction, the wrong track, you got the wrong vision, the wrong plan, and God has said, oh, she's going so far from where I want her to go. And so God has to take that job or suddenly move you to another city or cause some calamity to come in your life I'll cause you to flunk something, a certification or something, and all through while you whining and crying and oh, why me? God is saying, I wish you just be quiet and trust me, I'm just redirecting you into my perfect will for your life. You were going in the wrong direction. I allowed you to fail so I can put you back on the right track. Y'all hanging with me? Then Number four, the Lord uses our personal failures as a testimony to encourage others in their failure. He allows you to fail so that you can teach others what you went through. So you can minister to others. Now, let me tell you this right now. Stop pretending as if you've never failed. So that God can use your failure to minister to others. Oh, you walking around strutting like a peacock. You got perfect And if you got A's and everything, you followed every, you dotted every I, crossed every T, have it all together. Oh, you make God sick. Stop pretending as if you've never failed so you can use your personal failures to minister to others. In closing, only when you accept failure as final, are you really a failure? And that's a big one. Only when you accept failure as what? Final, are you really a failure? Anytime you learn from failure, you've taken a a step towards success. The scripture says in Proverbs 24, 16a, for a righteous man may fall seven times. Now that's a whole lot of falling, y'all. And many of us, we've fallen more than seven times, but but the key to it is righteous. For a righteous man may fall, how many times? Seven times, and do what? Rise up again. You may fall, but get up. Get up. You don't have to wallow in your failure. Look to God and say, Lord, here I am. I'm at the bottom. At least I can go from here up. It was Peter Marshall who said, it is better to fail in a cause that will ultimately succeed than to succeed in a cause that will ultimately fail. Let me, let me, give, that back. Let me give that back to you. Uh, this is a quote. Uh, Peter Marshall said, It is better to fail in a cause that will ultimately succeed than to succeed in a cause that will ultimately fail. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, therefore let him who thinks he stand take heed lest he fall. Like Noah, after we have been greatly used by God, it's when we're most vulnerable to be exploited by Satan. Therefore be alert and take heed lest ye fall. In closing, just as God provided a way for Noah and his family to be saved in the ark, he has provided a way for us to be saved through the Lord Jesus Christ alone. I pose a question to you in conclusion. Are you in the ark of Christ? If not, you will die in your sins unless you come to Jesus now. All who's outside of the ark of Noah died and all who are outside of the ark of Christ will die in their sins therefore i urgently plead with you today come to jesus get on get into the ark of christ and be saved from your sins and all god's children said and father this was a lot of material we know but so desperately needed for all of us and may we learn from Noah's failure and be better Christians today in Jesus name we pray and all God's children said listen my friends you've heard the message now it's time for you to respond to the message your presence today is no accident. God brought you here. He knew before the foundation of the world was made that, that you would be here today. You know what? Guess. Let me just say it like this. God ordered your presence today. Now that, that's, you can't get any personal than that. You say, what? Yeah. He ordered your presence. You say, why? Because he wants you to hear His message. You say, why? Because he wants you to get right with God. He wants you to get saved and he wants you to do better. He wants you to Get rid of the procrastinations and excuses, and there's are some of my voice. As we say, as I'm saying, come to Jesus now, Satan is going to say, not now, tomorrow. Got to get this right. Got to get that right. If you can get yourself together without God, then you don't need Him. Listen, the word of God says, the day you hear my voice, heart, not your heart. The Bible says, who shall, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You heard a message from the Lord, and I give God the glory for this message. And this message is for me, you, and all the hearers on the Internet and radio ministry, television, and all. It's for the young and the old. You need to make your peace with God. Come into the ark of safety. Jesus is our only refuge. Can't you see how the world is travailing? You see all the killings and the coups. You see uh, how uh, people are being driven over with trucks, people who are on vacation. My wife and I have been over to Nice. We've been on that French Riviera. We were right there. One of the most beautiful places on earth became a s- place of slaughter. What, you don't know what death is. You really don't know. I don't know. So you're on dangerous grounds to put God off for tomorrow when every day is a day of grace to make your peace with God. Do not play games with your
2: spiritual life. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. Please join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, November 13th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate our annual Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank veterans, all branches of the military, and their families for their self-sacrificing service and selfless determination to uphold the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these individuals, countless of whom paid the ultimate price for our freedom.